Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, uh, we've got a great guest. It's a musical guest all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, he is known by one name, a bit like Prince. His name is <laughs> Troy. Troy, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much for having me. And how is the weather there? Because it is boiling here. I mean, in Nashville, is it quite warm? Yeah, we're, st- we're in the same pot. We're-, we're boiling over here as well. It is real, real warm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, as as Brits, we are not used to it. And at the moment, it's 30, 30 degrees. So all I want to do is sleep all day and I'm awake all, 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 all night. But but it could be worse, couldn't it? It could be chucking it down. And uh, especially yeah. for your wonderful, wonderful uh, concerts in your cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. which we're going to be speaking about very, very shortly, which I think is cool. awesome. So uh, many will recognise you from The Last Ship. Uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of your acting stuff. Uh, but obviously you've turned now to music and making dreams yes. happen through song. So uh, how did it all come come about? How did this musical bug uh, happen for you? The musical bug's always been there, to be honest. I uh, mm. started singing kind of right when I popped out, apparently. That's what my parents <laughs> tell me. And uh, I, it's just always been a part of me really um i started writing music at 14 and yeah. all of it was trash but you got to start somewhere <laughs> right and uh by the time i like hit 18 the song started getting a little bit better and after my voice changed i was kind of slowly figuring out how to you know do the the music stuff for me but i kept kind of mm. doing acting and I, I still act now um but i kind of kept music kind of close to the chest Uh, a lot until a friend of mine uh, was like, Hey, you got to go share this with the world. Mm. It's it's so good. And I was like, okay. And I kind of stepped out of my comfort zone, even though I've been performing, it was like, you know, performing your own stuff is different than performing something else. It's kind of like I'm stepping into a character versus the character is me. And so kind of to have that was, um, was a little uh cool learning experience to do and mm. it kind of just it just feels like home to be there yeah. now and it's yeah. been uh, and it's been wonderful and we're still continuing the journey and we'll see where that takes us so i presume over the uh the pandemic um when obviously mm. everything was all shut down um pe- people always say that the creativity is is at its highest during these times i mean did you do a lot of writing during the pandemic did you find that time to to step back and act and, act, and actually look at your music i did i did a lot of writing i did a lot of internal work as well mm. um as like a human being mm-hmm. um kind of read a lot of books and just took the time to figure out exactly what I wanted as a person and Mm -hmm. what I wanted as an artist. And I had the opportunity to do these cul-de-sac concerts and I saw all my friends doing Instagram lives. And my dad said to me, he's like, Hey, why don't you go out and do an Instagram live on the, uh, on the driveway? And I was like, are you out of your mind? Are you crazy? 
and and sing to nobody i'm like that's insane (laughs) but it was one of those thoughts that you know right when you say it and you hear it you just have to go for it and i did and i went for it and over the whole course of the year starting in april people just started showing up and it gave me a really good chance to practice performing Mm. to like really hone the craft when there was no place to perform and you know? and it's got to be quite nerve-wracking as well because you know it's one thing performing in front of thousands of people that you don't know but then mm-hmm. performing in front of neighbors people that you know family and friends um i mean how nerve-wracking was it to to actually to actually do these concerts on you know your driveway it, it was uh i'm not going to lie it was a little nerve-wracking <laughs> it was a little nerve-wracking because you know, you can really, what I love about the intimacy of it all mm. is it's, you're right there. There's no mm. hiding from it. There's no, oh, I'm going to close my eyes and the person all the way in the back is going to just be like, he's crushing it. It's more like <laughs> there's seven people in this cul-de-sac and they're all looking at me mm. and that's it. Yeah. So it yeah, was cool I mean, to kind of have that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're singing, and I suppose you can make that eye contact with every single person mm-hmm. that's watching you. And I suppose that's the yeah. difference between, you know, the intimate gigs, as you say, to the bigger ones. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I've I've been to a lot, a lot of like intimate gigs, and uh, the last mm-hmm. one, believe it or not, with Keith was Keith Sutherland you know the actor mm. and yeah. he was actually really really good um i know of, i mean i mean i know that he's a massive actor and everything like that but his mm-hmm. mu- music is all, all awesome as well uh, would That's you prefer great. going forwards to do an intimate gig than stadium gigs or or is that the end goal to uh, make it big oh. and go on tour and do a bit of a pink you know hanging I mean, above that the would, crowds that's a goal that's definitely <laughs> that's definitely in the cards for sure. Um, you know, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna throw that to the side. I mean, who will turn down doing that? I would love that. I, I think the beauty of music and performing as a whole is that it's both. Mm. It is. You want to feel the, the rush of being in a stadium of 65,000 people and then being mm. in a room of 20 because the energy mm. is, is different. But at the same time, it's very similar mm. because you get to feel like in a room full of 20, somebody in the back could say, uh, hey, play this song. And there's no way that you could pretend that you didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah. You got to like, you heard it. Everybody else heard it. And you got to have to live in the moment with that. And mm. that's there's something really cool about that uh, from mm. an audience perspective uh, and from uh, an artist perspective to kind of have that intimate conversation and to be able to kind of, I, I don't know, kind of like go behind the curtain a little bit mm. of like, Hey, I'm just a human being up here playing music rather mm. than this icon on stage. Mm. And so it's I suppose the pressure is all, all, all also there. Cause it's one thing doing covers, you know, other people's songs, but when you do your own songs, mm-hmm the pressure must be there because these are songs that you've 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 put your heart and soul into to write mm-hmm. and then to perform them and to get that reaction from that crowd that much must be that that more special you know to actually get that positive 
you know reaction of the guy at the back saying you rock you know yeah it's a mm. cool it's a really cool experience especially at first with the with the very intimate concerts because that's what you know you start with nobody's gonna be like hey mm. you're new to this let's put you you know in front of sixty thousand people they're gonna you know you start at the at the run and the writers rounds and you kind of you know climb the ladder and there is something really beautiful about having somebody come up to you after a show and just be like mm. hey man i loved that thank you for sharing you're like wow okay cool <laughs> that made my whole day and you know one day who knows you might have your idol mm. come up to you af af after a show and and say well done that was amazing so uh, th these things can happen so your music has mm -hmm. filled my my house for the last week my kids absolutely <laughs> love it um and Thank it's you. great for them to enjoy and dance and sing along to something that's not disney uh, that's not zombies or anything like like, like that. <laughs> so, so thank you so much. But your music is so so catchy, and the videos are fan, are fan are fantastic. Mistake, I love the video to that. I think it's so well, well 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 done. How would you describe your style of music and your and your style of writing? Oh, my style. Well, I guess those are kind of two different questions. Um, a style of music, I would say it's pop rock. Okay. I would say it kind of, it's at the intersection of pop and rock. Mm. And because I love the music that comes out today, I really do think that it's really catchy and there's something in that of the cool instrumentation that's happening now. But also like I have an old soul. So I love like Elton John and Billy Joel and, and Queen and Huey Lewis and the news and um like i grew up listening to acdc and johnny cash and and stevie wonder and motown so i'm like a big smorgasbord of all these classical geniuses of music who have uh kind of helped create me i guess and and then mixing that with pop um is really cool and as for a songwriting standpoint um you know since i love the story songs that all those people have, have, have written. I really enjoy telling stories in my music. Mm. Um, and also understanding that, Hey, this is a song, um, that I want people to be able to sing to. I want people mm. to be able to remember it and kind of taking that. Let's take this story and have people really connect to it, but also like let somebody move and groove and not just have it be, um, more folky which is hmm. great. I love folk music, but it's, um, I like to take a little spin on it and kind mm. of bring it into that more like rock pop realm. Um, but mm. with those deeper lyrics, because it means something. Hmm. Hmm. No, it's spot on. I mean, I, I, I think the mu the music is fun, fun, fantastic and, and very easily listening to and, and very, very catchy, as I said. And obviously you've got a brand new EP out, which is mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to pop it up on the screen. Good old Calvin hey Court. Hey, and uh, this is out now. Um, why mm -hmm. Calvin Court? Is that where you live? That is the street I live on. Yeah, is it um, really? So oh, no, it is. 
So people might just like show up at my house. Who knows? Um, but it was the street that we did the cul-de-sac concerts in. And it, it's kind of a, an homage to all the other people who did this as well, who like went out and sang in their cul-de-sacs and sang on the streets during COVID and kind of brought all the neighborhoods together. And mm. it's for them. And I, I know everybody I told on my neighborhood and I was like, oh, the, the EP is called Calvin Court. They were all like, oh, no way, really? <laughs> and it was just like a cool, it was a cool feeling to have because it was like, this is, this is me giving back to you. Um, thank you for allowing me to, to do this and, and to share my music. And so for that, um, here it is. I mean, the bubbles on that EP cover are like mm-hmm. from all the ideas on that cover. Like that manhole is my, the manhole in my street. Wow. And, and I, uh, and all those cracks are really there and I photoshopped everything together to kind of like oh, get all the awesome. colors and then, and then the bubbles kids would come and just play with bubbles all the time. And so I thought they were just like a really cool element to kind of throw in there and just capture the energy of the cul-de-sac. And that's out now for, for everyone to listen to. I mean, what's, what's the reception been like, uh, for this EP? It's been good. It's been good. You know, people are really enjoying the songs. And what I really like about it is each song kind of has a different flavor, mm. um, which is good. So it kind of allows for um, certain people to like certain songs. Some people might really gravitate towards Five Minute Friends. Some really love Unbreakable. Some think Guilty is, is you know, iconic. So everybody has a different... Um, feeling towards it and but it all kind of connects in this through line which is which is really great so when making this ep um how many songs mm-hmm. didn't make the cut how 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 many songs uh have you got left left over maybe to uh go on the next ep i mean was it a case oh, of... well it, it was interesting because with this one um the first songs that we actually did um with mm. my producer marty fredrickson were mistake and foolish right when i got to nashville we did mistake and foolish and then we kind of like put them in the in the back seat for a while and kind of just let it linger and we just both we all of us thought as a team we were kind of like those don't seem like single songs kind of come out and do a single with those and then i wrote unbreakable and when we were in the studio evan fredrickson and i kind of like really took it to the next level and that was the song that, that Marty was like, that's the song. That's your first single right there. And he's like, it fits the time. Everything's right with it. And I was like, okay, cool. And so that one came out. And then Undercover, I wrote at the same time. It's kind of funny because it was like, I wrote them and we were like, ooh, that one's good. We mm. like that. Let's throw that in here. And then I'd write another, like five I wrote. And we were just like, yeah, that's great. Perfect. Let's throw that one. And Mistake and Foolish, we already knew we were going to be on there. Um, and Guilty, Evan and I wrote as well. It was kind of like a weird, mm. like we didn't pick and choose from a list. We kind of just, they just kind of came out. We were like, this is it. This is the one right now. And your partner in crime, as you was just say, you just mentioned, uh, I've mm-hmm. I have seen the videos of you 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 two together, and um, I'm not sure how many instruments you play, but he is just mad crazy, just <laughs> talented. He is like the Paul McCartney 
of 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 yeah. you know you see him play the drums uh, bass guitar keyboard uh, vocals and everything like, like 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 that i mean i mean where did you guys meet and and it's it's great to see artists because you always have some great artists and they've got someone with with them that's that's obviously helping them propel that talent. Um, it's a bit like El- Elton John had um, what was his name, Bernie? Um, had Bernie, Bernie yeah. Taupin, and yeah. so he's like your Bernie, I suppose. Um, I mean, where 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 do you guys meet? And uh, I presume you recorded in Nashville, as you just said. Yes. So actually, Evan is my producer's son. Oh right. So when, right when I got here. Um, Marty, uh, he was like, Hey, why don't you go down to the studio? Uh, because I didn't have a piano here yet. And he's like, you know, my son will let you in and you can play the piano while you're in there. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, cool. I met Evan. And first time we met, we were just like, Hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. Um, I'm Troy. And he was like, Hi, I'm Evan. And, uh, I went into the piano room and just, I played foolish. Cause I was like, Oh, this is cool. It sounds nice. And I sang it. And I was very like, it was very a movie moment of like I played it and it was mm. great and I was like oh that was awesome and I had the headphones in and then all of a sudden I hear hey man that was great and I was like what <laughs> and he's what, like yeah you, I, you I, he's like I've been recording this whole time and so it was like <laughs> this like oh okay <laughs> okay and uh, Evan and I just have become really really close friends and we kind of hang out and just jam and we've just become close and he's been him marty and i have played almost all the instruments on on the entire ep um except for the saxophone and and uh the steel guitar and we've he he's a savant both him and marty are like they could play every instrument in the book it's just it's it's and they're great at it um so being from nashville does that put any more pressure on you because obviously musicians from i mean funnily enough the last musician i had on here was a gentleman called jared dickinson who's uh, mm-hmm. like, like like a country singer and um cool. th- they you know the majority of mu- 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 musicians seem to you know come from nashville i mean does that put pressure on you um when you're nashville based i don't think so at least yeah. i don't feel it that way um, I think if anything, it kind of motivates me because mm-hmm. anywhere I go, like I'll see an amazing musician and then I'm like, Ooh, you know what I got to do? I got to go practice. <laughs> I got to go practice and I got to go write a new song and I got to do all this. And, and there's something really cool about it because everybody understands. Mm. Everybody understands the like, gosh, I've been struggling with this song and I can't seem to write it. And then everybody's like, yeah, I get it. Just let it just take its time. Or maybe just, you know, you got to dig in deeper to it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, it, they, they get that, that feeling, they get that struggle and they're also willing to help. You know, mm-hmm. everybody here is like, Oh yeah, that's right together. Well, if you're having some tough time, you want to share it and we can, we can tag team it. You know, that's, uh, that's kind of how it is. And mm-hmm. finding a band is kind of easy because everybody knows how to crush it. Mm. It's like, hey, I need a bass player like yesterday. And they're like, oh, I got seven. Here we go. <laughs> and they all know the songs somehow. Awesome. <laughs> and so it's been really nice to kind of mm. step into the music, which has been cool. Mm. 
Uh, I mean, with a lot of artists now, uh, you've seen a, a, a massive trend of artists that are self-publicising their mu mu music, mm -hmm. so they're not signing to record companies. They're basically doing it themselves and doing it very, mm -hmm. very well. I mean, which direction are you go, go going in? Are you signed or are you self-publishing? I mean, I mean, I'm would not you want to go with the record? No? I mean, is that your aim? No, would, would, would you like to? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, I know that there are a lot of contract discussions that go into mm. a label deal. Um, and what I did a lot last year was spend a lot of time trying to figure out, um, like I said, what I wanted. Mm. And, and I understand the quote unquote sacrifice of certain things. And um, being independent is great because you get to have a lot of of leeway and you get to be like this is mine and i get to have a lot of saying and, but at the same time it's a lot of this mm. and coming out of my pocket mm. and to have a, a team is great i, I especially coming from uh, from an acting realm where i did have an agent and a manager and, and going on a set and you have everybody working and it's to kind of see that teamwork it's like you're building something. Mm. And for me, um, I can build myself and I can, and I can do a lot of that stuff. Um, and I am just one person, you know, and if I, I can create a, I can create a label, um, I can create those things. Um, but what do I enjoy the most? What, you know, fills me up. And, mm. um, you know, if you look at the, the biggest artists in the past decades, it's like, they all had deals. They might have not always had deals, but they had deals. I mean, Ed Sheeran became Ed Sheeran because he had deals. Mm -hmm. um, Taylor yeah. Swift became Taylor Swift because she had a deal. And yeah, mm -hmm. later on, it comes back to, oh, there's a legal battle with those things. But maybe that legal battle might have never happened because nobody would have ever heard you. Mm -hmm. And there's, it's give and take and you kind of have to sacrifice some things. And I think kind of going into that deal with uh, a thought process of, oh, this is what I want. And these are the things that I'm flexible on because I also understand that there is give and take mm -hmm. and to kind of be able to make the best music possible and to, um, to create a product that is both me and also more than me. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, mean, uh, I think a label would help with that. <coughs> I mean, what helps you get that that attention from the labels? Um, is it fan base? Is it, you know, the music? Is it, you know, the whole product? I mean, how difficult is it to get the attention of the labels, uh, especially in Nash Na Na Nashville? Because they must must be loads. I think um, I think it's a lot of people who like y y people you know, you know. Mm. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a girl who knows a girl who knows a guy's cousin who's, you know, it's very, the, the, the music industry is very much like that. Um, mm. I, a lot of industries are like that. It's kind of who you know. Um, mm. And it's also if you're willing to take the opportunity to go and do it, um, to take the shows and to continue to do the shows. Um, I'm a big proponent of you never know what could happen. Um, you know, I, I believe that there's a lot of stuff I do not control. 
and I could go play a show downtown and there's seven people in the audience, but two of them are the head A and R people at Warner. Who knows? Yeah, and nice. building like what you said, kind of building the fan base. I think it is that I think it is, um, kind of having the numbers already makes it less of a, of a liability for a record deal, uh, to kind of, or for a record to take you on and be like, okay, I know we can already make money with this person because mm. they already have fans. Um, and then there is that. And then there's also the side of just this person's really talented and just, they haven't been heard yet. Mm. Um, and we can make sure that that person can, can get heard. So well, well, it's, um, well, I mean, fing, 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 fingers crossed you'll, 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 you'll get that chance because, you know, the talent's there and the music's there <laughs> and everything is there. And it's just frustrating. It really is. Because, you know, when you see artists that yeah. you just think to yourself, you know, like I've got a friend that's in, in a band as well and they're awesome. And you just think that their music is so much better than the majority of music out there. But that obviously is my yeah. personal taste. And and mm -hmm. your mu music and, and, and your, your, your talent of singing is hell of a lot better than the majority of gripe that's on the radio and you just think oh Thank man, you. you know what are the a and r pe 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 people doing but let's talk about your music i mean mistake for yeah. instance um it's mm -hmm. so well written and a lot of artists do write about personal experiences i mean was mm -hmm. the song mistake a song from experience from the heart um or was it from something else i uh I think a lot of my songs come from, from there, um, come from experiences, um, mm. in some way, shape or form. But yeah, I was mistake. I, I did write mistake. I remember I, I sat down and I was in my apartment in Los Angeles and I wrote the riff, the first, and I was just having this feeling of, um, and a lot of thoughts about a friend of mine who was in a relationship that was very toxic. Mm. and and so i started writing the the song from that perspective of of uh, of somebody else and as the song went on i started to think to myself i was like do i have this relationship with this friend i was like is this the same thing i'm just putting it outside of my body um and so, it, yeah, it kind of comes from, from that, from that angle. I mean, I think a lot of the songs and songwriting for me is, is a way to process and the way for me to kind of like, Oh, this is what I'm feeling. I didn't expect for me to feel that. Um, mm. and then when we got into the studio with Marty, we, he was like, Hey, let's cut this part. Let's cut this part. Let's up the tempo. And, and then it is the song that we hear now. And it's like its best version of itself. Hmm. And it and and it's very cleverly written because when you watch the video and the part where it says, um, I think if I'm right in saying, you keep on lying next to me or you're lying next to me, and obviously mm -hmm. it means two things, you know, or lying to me or I I I just think it was very very clever on how it was done, and um, yeah, I just love the video. I really 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 do. Thank you. Um, but um, Thank you. but yeah. So uh, is there a song from you know? you've written that is your pride and joy i mean obviously they're all gonna be your pride pride and joys but mm -hmm. is there one song that you are really proud of 
that you're going to keep close to your heart forever? Um, that's a good question. It's like choosing a child a little bit, but I don't have any yeah. kids. So, <laughs> um, I don't know what that feels like yet. Um, I don't know. I really, I really enjoy unbreakable. There's mm -hmm. something really special about it to me. Um, in its production form and it's, it's bare bones form. Um, and, and also I really love five. Mm -hmm. I love five minute friend. Um, the riff is really fun and it's, it's kind of, even when I'm just an acoustic guitar, um, that song had a lot of different forms. And so the, what I really enjoy about that song is, is also seeing the writing process at the end mm -hmm. to like realize if, Oh, this song took this long and I wrote five different choruses to the song and for it to kind of, it took five choruses and, and a, a multitude of months for that song to just, Oh, this is it. It's this. And to kind of feel that like we did it, we completed it is, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it feels so good. It feels so good. Um, but foolish, I mean, mistakes, the song that brought me to Nashville. <laughs> You're gonna go go through all your songs, songs now. I'm gonna go through and, all of them, like, <laughs> and 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 it's like trying to choose a a, a, a child. I mean, it's unbreakable. Tough. I've got to say, the acoustic. Um, see, I am a sucker for. You know when you hear acoustic guitar, you know the sound the guitar mm -hmm. makes when you change key. Like, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sucker for that. I love that sound, and I don't. I don't know why. I just think there's something pure about it, and it's you hear so overproduced songs, and I like mm -hmm. to hear that acoustic, nice sounding uh, guitar. But um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you're looking for this record deal. You're doing fantastic at the moment. You're producing great stuff. Um, I mean, would you consider like um, you know performing support for the? for the acts out there now because I, I I see a lot of very talented and sometimes uh better support acts than the actual main act. I mean, would you consider like support supporting an act locally or nationally? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, I mean, mean I who love would you like to support? Who 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 would you like to support Ooh. in concert? Are we talking like like big time? Big time, um, big time, like if I was on a national tour with somebody yeah. or like... Okay, so your music, uh, the, the the first band that I thought that it would be cool to see you supporting would be One Republic. Cool. I don't know if that's, a, you know, a good I choice. Love One and I love One I saw, I, I saw them supporting uh, James James Morrison and literally wow. one Re one republic blew me off my seat and was so much better than james morrison uh, I, don't, I, I don't know i don't know why i mean i mean <laughs> a few years ago i actually met james and um i, I really wanted tell to that? tell him but no 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 we we were performing support for him for a corporate gig and um mm -hmm. yeah I, t I told told him off because he was using my mic <laughs> and he wasn't supposed to so but funny. um but That's uh funny. but yeah i mean i mean obviously one republic i i i think would suit your music i mean is is, is there a you know a band or a, a a star out there that you would love to 
to support on a personal level? I mean, One Republic is a is a great is a great one. Um, I used to listen to One Republic all the time growing up. I still do. Um, one Republic. Um, you know, I really love I love the script. Uh, oh. They were like their first few albums are like break even incredible break even oh. man who can't be moved exit oh. wounds is like one of my favorite songs oh. by them they're like oh. absolutely incredible um so them i i i would i think harry styles would be cool too even mm -hmm. though like he's a little more um pop folk and i'm like kind of pop mm -hmm. rock i still think it would be a cool little a cool vibe i think miley cyrus would be kind of cool um because she's kind of like leaning into that more like blondie style um i think that would be fun what about all american Gosh, so many sure <laughs> you, you yeah might, yeah like just just them, get me on i would do you know panic of the disco um you know ed sheeran uh Coldplay. i would just yeah like i think i think my music could fit well in there mm. um and 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 how how does one get a chance to actually support is it through the record label of the main artists and then they get another act on or as soon as i know that i will <laughs> let you know <laughs> you will be announcing your tour dates yeah absolutely who knows who knows <laughs> so uh before we end this lovely chat um how can fans yeah. follow you and i don't mean well obviously they can go to calvin court they um, can go to calvin court so yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> look look for the big eye out, outside your bedroom window yes um yeah. so so how can uh people follow you so we've got instagram on the screen just there and twitter and you're mm -hmm. on facebook as well yeah. but you literally you're yes. on youtube spotify um mm -hmm. you're basically everywhere so um I'm uh, everywhere I'm everywhere i mean what have you got coming up for fans to to follow and to see well um I've got all the lyric videos coming out for all the songs. So those will be coming out shortly. Um, and then the foolish music video will be out as well. Um, so all that's being worked on. And um, there may, uh, there may be a little bit of a, of an acoustic version of the EP coming. Oh, wow. In, awesome. uh, in, uh, in near future. So I would, uh, I would keep, I'd keep uh, tabs on that because that's going to be and exciting any live shows that we can uh, watch any live live shows coming up any more cul-de-sac yeah i have a we actually had one last night which was which was really fun um and i've got a few shows uh, here in nashville um i'm not sure if they're going to be on instagram live but as if, if they will be i will make sure to let everybody know on my instagram just go follow my instagram um and uh I got a few shows next week. I got a private show in Atlanta at the end of the month. Um, yeah, we're 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 doing it. We are. Just, and any plans to come over to the it. UK? I would love to come to the UK. I would oh, love the to come music to the UK. scene over here. is fantastic. It really, really is. Yeah. And you should 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 make uh, it a holiday. How is it out there right now? Since uh, since so, all you know, COVID and everything. As of Monday, all restrictions are being lifted. So clubs, bars, um, yeah, hallelujah. Nice. Um, it is good, 
but on the flip side, COVID cases are going up. Uh, deaths are slightly go, going up, yeah. but they've opened it up because of the economy. Um, you know, literally mm-hmm. 93% of the UK now has been va- uh, vaccinated. So we're going to get that mm-hmm. herd uh, immunity. Um, and I just mm-hmm. can't wait. I can't wait for venues to start opening. I can't wait to book in, book in my tickets for concerts. Um, yeah. You know, I can't wait for the White Buffalo to come back over because I think 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 it's awesome. Oh, and, yeah. And, um, you know, live, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I met him and um, I was so nervous, bless me. I got my ticket out and I got him to sign it. But what I didn't realise, he signed my name and address. It was the wrong part of the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks slightly odd it really really does but um but yeah i mean obviously with you when in nashville are you actually locked down still or is it a case of you're in a phased now we've we've been open for a long time um really? it's kind of been phasing yeah but we were open before a lot of the u.s um i mean we had a lot of uh downtown like they didn't do live shows and anything but um mm. But grocery stores, everything like stores were still open. They didn't like do a massive shutdown. Um, mm. They did in the beginning, like everybody did, but mm. it, it kind of like slowly fizzled out. And then live shows came back to um, to Nashville, and I mean Broadway downtown is like nothing happened. It's like twenty thousand awesome. people on a Friday just show up and get sloshed. And then, but this is what, but this is what you need because the problem, the problem is those venues have had no business for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. and and unfortunately, it's killing the industry of live music and performance yeah. and and um, you know as long as we're all sens- sensible, but um, but no, one day um, it's on my bucket list to come to Nashville uh, to go to Memphis. Yeah. Uh, and go to uh, Metropolis, um, which is all in like a big, like sort of big tri- triangle. So, uh, so yeah, hey, I'll be uh, come coming on to Nash- Nash- Nashville and, and and listen to the music and uh, have a good time. But Troy, you've been a great yeah. guest. I look forward to everything that Thanks. you do in the future. Uh, so, uh, just a re- uh, recap. So, Calvin Court uh, is out now to listen to, so, and uh, a bit of an exclusive there that there could be a acoustic version of the EP uh, and obviously you can follow Troy on Instagram, Twitter and every single other social networking platform there yeah. is in the world um, but mm-hmm. Troy you've been a great, great guest, look after yourself uh, keep safe Thank you so much, and Brian. all the yeah. best my friend yeah man, right. and when, I, when I, if I'm coming to the UK, I'll let you know You've been listening to Be More Super the Podcast. It was kind of a crazy fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends.